0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to A-OK. Before we start the episode, we just want to remind you that everyone's sexual and romantic attraction works a bit differently. What you are about to hear are opinions based on personal experience, and any descriptions of romantic or sexual orientations featured in this episode are not representative of any group. Hello friends and welcome to AOK, the podcast about people on the aromantic and asexual spectrums. I'm your AeroAce host, Courtney Lang, and joining us today is Kira, who is a photographer. Hello and welcome. Hello. Um, tell me a bit about yourself.
1: I'm 23, I use she, her, hers, and I am an aromantic asexual.
0: Oh, great. What does being asexual and aromantic mean for you?
1: Pretty much the textbook definition—just not being sexually or romantically attracted to people.
0: Uh, when did you figure out you were asexual?
1: So it's kind of funny when, like, I know a lot of people have this story, but I was a kid and like one of my friends wanted to play some game and like watch a movie, and we were we were like eight. So watching a movie with like anything bad in it was super cool. I was like, ah, I just don't want to do that, though. Like, I want to watch Spongebob. Why can't we watch Spongebob instead? And I was so upset. And I had this little moment where I was like, is everybody, would prefer, like, would everybody prefer to watch the bad, like, PG-13 movie? And then in high school, I heard the term, for the first time ever, asexual. Um, I went to a small ALC school called Creative Arts. I don't think it exists anymore, <laughs> but I went there um, for my 11th and 12th grade years, and they had the, the GSA. There was technically the biggest per student because there was like 50 students in the whole school, and there was 30 of us in the GSA. Oh dang! Um, and I heard that term for the first time. I was like, "That's it. That's that's what it is. It's yeah. not that I'm weird. It's just." That's the term, and I never knew it. So why were you in the GSA before you figured it out? I thought I was bi Okay. for the longest time. Because, like, I definitely, like, I'd see a boy and be like, oh, he's cute. And I'd I'd be friends with a girl and be like, oh, she's so cool. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I think I like them both Mm -hmm. for different reasons. Yeah. So I thought I was bi, and I didn't realize that it was just like this – I want to be friends with them really, really badly. Yeah, <laughs> and I never realized that, and I, I didn't even realize I was a until just a couple years ago because I hadn't heard that term before. Right. <laughs> I just assumed still that I was like panromantic or bioromantic, and I was like, well, I get, I get these like weird friend crushes, and then as soon as they're my friends, I'm like, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, we're good now. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you determine that you're, like your um like quote unquote crushes were actually just really strong feelings of like I want to be friends there was a good amount of time where I was like making all these really good
1: like solid like friendships and I thought I wanted to date the people and then they'd be like hey do you want to go out on a date sometime I was like no wait do I no I really don't actually I'm pretty content now that we're hanging out all the time and we have this really good friendship and like we can talk about stuff and like It was that moment of, like, I feel like I want to date them, but as soon as I hit that friendship, it was, oh, I just really wanted meaningful friendships.
0: Yeah, going off (laughs) of that, do you ever feel like you, as an Arrow Ace person, like, you view friendship differently than people who aren't Arrow Ace? Sometimes? Um,
1: It depends on the person, oddly enough, because there's some people, uh, as I mentioned, where it gets to a point where... I think we just have this super solid, awesome friendship, and they think that, like, we should be dating. And then there's other people that come in, and we get that solid friendship, and then we're both good. Um, so I, it, I guess it depends on maybe what the other person's looking for. I've tried to be pretty upfront with people now and be like, "Hey, I'm a row ace. Not really looking to date people." But if you want to hang out,
0: like, every single day, I am down for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm very similar to that. How did things compare before and after figuring it out? Like, did anything change? Or, like, did the way you thought about things around you change? Like, did things become clearer? Um, Not for a, for a couple years, actually, which
1: was funny because I heard the word and I was like, that's it. That's what I am. I've never heard that word before. And then I was in this like string of relationships where I wasn't quite understanding myself and like how I was feeling about it. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm I'm probably still not actually ace. I just thought I was. And then like once I turned, I think like 19, I was like in this last relationship. I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. This just, none of this is right. And that's when I finally was like, OK, let's just let's just look into myself and see what I'm looking for. And it, w- it end up not being dating. Yeah. <laughs> so. I went
0: through a very similar experience. How long did do you think your process took? Oh, gosh, that was like four or five years uh-huh. of
1: just like, oh, maybe I just need Like, OK, I'm dating this person and this is fine okay, no, actually, I don't want to date someone. Then I'd have, like, a break from it. and be like, okay, maybe I do want to date someone again. Because, mm-hmm. of course, I hadn't heard the term aromantic still. So I was just, like, testing the waters and everything. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm not asexual. Maybe I am. And I ended up coming back to this point where I was like, no. Like, that was the first thing that ever clicked as soon as I heard the word. And maybe let's just explore that on its own and... It was just such a process.
0: (laughs) Yeah, was it a
1: hard process? It was, actually, which maybe not a lot of people think that it would be for someone being asexual, but it was such a process because I'd I'd date guys, I'd date girls, I'd date people who are neither, and I still just wasn't understanding why I was so unhappy in all these relationships because they were good people. I'd be like, well, no, it's got to be something like they're doing or I'm doing, let's just... It, let's just cut it off. And it took so long to just go, no, it's just I don't want to date people. And that's really it. I'm not feeling romantically attracted to them, so why would I want to continue this?
0: Right. What defines for you a romantic? Like, what about dating felt so wrong? Again, similar to the friendship thing, like,
1: I was kind of just looking for someone that I could be, like, really close with, like... um mentally and emotionally and like and I thought that was good enough for a relationship and it never felt like the other person always because I didn't know I was a romantic always felt like they weren't getting the same feelings reciprocated because I was like oh cool we hang out together all the time like we go out to eat all the time we have good conversations how could this be bad and of course for them they're like well I mean I thought we were dating you don't like do this or that or this or that and I thought it was fine and they thought it was not fine. And there was like that um, me not understanding and then of course no communication because I wasn't understanding what was going on with myself. Um, Cause obviously there's some people out there who are aroace ace and do date people. But I feel like then of course there's that understanding of like, I am aroace, ace. This is what I'm looking for. And then their partner can be like, cool this is what I'm
0: expecting (laughs) yes I am nodding so vigorously throughout all of this because it's exactly my experience um and it's just like really nice to hear it coming out of someone else's mouth did it take you a really long time to accept both of those parts like once you figured you were arrow Mm -hmm. did you accept it right away
1: no, and even now, I still have some times where, like, eh, am I really yeah. Aero, though? Because I think I like that person. And then, of course, again,
0: once the friendship starts, I'm like, oh, no. You yeah. know, still Aero. Yeah. <laughs> how do you um, – cope is a strong word, but how do you cope with being Aero Ace in a world that's so heavy on dating? Um, I don't know. I honestly just – I
1: ended up finding – not in a bad way, but I ended up um, just, like, hanging out with myself a lot because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like not a lot of people do that, and that can be – that's what ended up being my issue was, like, I hung out with other people, and I tried to be this person for these other people, and I never hung out with myself and tried to be myself. So that ended up being really helpful, so I, I tried to, just like, spend time doing things that I want to do that – um Like, maybe I don't let other people in on, like, oh, I watch X show, but I don't ever watch this show with other people. I only do this by myself and, like, just find stuff like that to do. Otherwise, um, just, like, the people that were in my life already, I tried to make stronger connections with them, and that really helped a lot. Like, I... um, one group, like, it's uh, it's actually some of my brother's friends from high school. But I ended up, of course, you just kind of get shoved into that group, too. And, like, the last couple, like, six or seven of us have this group chat. And we hang out and do stuff together all the time. And, like, doing that stuff really helped. And then also having, like, my own time really helped. Yeah. And just kind of, like, fitting into my own spot as an Aero Ace person and not having to worry about I'm not dating anyone because I have all these other relationships with people and even just at a friendship level like that's
0: that's enough for me <laughs> yeah on the other side of that what are some misconceptions people have about you as an asexual person oh all the time that ace people don't date and I feel bad
1: because I don't mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm that poster child of like asexual people <laughs> cannot date <laughs> because all the time and they're being like these are super cool open-minded people so it's no flack on them but you don't know how many times they'll be like oh I saw this person and I think you two would be really good together but you're asexual like yeah some ace people date yes (laughs) I just don't Mm -hmm. like still give me their number I want to be friends with them right or uh, one of my friends was telling me a story about the like someone I used to be really good friends with and they were like, oh, yeah, I just thought it was funny that that person wanted to date you because, like, you're ace. Like, no, ace people can still date people. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And I feel like that's a huge misconception, and, like, every time you mention it, though, you have to go through the whole thing. No, it's, like, about... Attraction, not action, and some people still have meaningful relationships without sex. And like, you have to do a whole paragraph long explanation. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired for it most of the time, so I'm just like, "Yep, I don't
0: date people." Yes. <laughs> um, I. Do you mind if I share? An oh yeah, please. I have? Please. Okay. <laughs> that hits so hard on this. Um, when I was, when I thought I was Ace and not Arrow, or I was, I guess, really hoping I wasn't Arrow because, I. Didn't I dunno, I wasn't ready for it. It's it's a thing, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I was trying to go on Tinder dates. Woohoo. And um I dated this one guy for a while. Not even a while. Yes, a while, but we barely saw each other. But to me we were seeing each other a lot. Because I am not used to that dating atmosphere. So I'm like, I see you like once a week or every other week. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. But like to them, because you're supposed to be dating. You're supposed to be seeing each other all the time. Um, and so eventually I just had to call it off because it had been dragging along for months. Like this is like the longest like not relationship I've ever had. <laughs> and I, when I broke up with him, essentially sat him down and I was like, yeah, like I really just need to tell you like I'm also Arrow and like that's why this is happening, I'm pretty sure. And all this stuff And I was like, and I don't want you, because he knew I was ace. I was still figuring out if I was Arrow or not. Yeah. And so I was like, just because I'm breaking up with you because I'm ace and Arrow doesn't mean you shouldn't try to date other people who are ace or Arrow. Yeah. Right? And he was like, yeah, no, I'm never gonna. (sighs) And I was like, no, please, like, don't look at me because... As, like, the poster child for it because I just happen to be both. And dating is just not right for me specifically. Yeah. Um, And I'm, like, I'm sure there are ace people you would love or arrow people you would love or maybe arrow ace people that would enjoy dating. But, like, I just can't. And he was, like, no, I know for a fact I'm never going to try dating someone who's ace again. And I was, like, well, fuck. (laughs) And I left that feeling so bad and, like, guilty and – I think that's when I was kind of like, I'm just, why am I doing this to myself? And why am I doing this to other people if I'm not, you know, if I'm not like nothing's happening? Mm-hmm. So I get it. Is there anything that you wish people would accept more readily about you? Gosh, probably, I guess the fact
1: that even though I'm arrow ace, once I get to know people, I like to like be around them a lot, and talk to them a lot, and hang out with them a lot. And I feel like a lot of people take that as very forward, as like please date me. And no, I just like I just want to like be around people and not have that you need to date them. I actually have one friend who is so cool about it. They came to me, they were like, "Hey, I actually really like you." And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there because I finally have this figured out. I'm just not into dating." And they're like, oh, cool. And we just continued our friendship. And that was the coolest thing. And I feel like if more people could just realize that, like, I'm not trying to flirt with you. I just really, like, want to be your friend. Super hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that's just, and not, and especially that not all Aero Ace people are like that. Right. There's probably someone out there who's Aero Ace that would love to go on that date with that friend. But I'm just not into it.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, on a broader scale, what do you think? allosexual people could do to make aro and ace people feel more welcome or maybe comfortable in the world? Probably just I guess realizing that we exist
1: because I make huge efforts not read comments on social media stuff and Mm -hmm. still every time that anyone mentions um, asexual stuff even if it isn't even if it's within the queer community or outside of the queer community there's always that's just straight you don't belong in the queer community or That's just having friends. That's not a relationship and stuff like that. And it's just realizing that it is totally a thing. Like, I didn't wake up one day and go, I don't want to date people anymore. It was a very long, hard process. Yes. (laughs) And figuring it out. It wasn't just a sudden, like, I chose to not date for no reason. It was, I'm not dating because it just isn't working for me and it'd be really really cool if more people knew that because um even now sometimes when I mention I'm asexual not even aromantic there's still people being like well can I ask you really weird personal questions about being asexual and it's like no there's google for that yeah go go look it up because it's still such a it's not such an unknown thing because it's obviously been around for a while but it's not as big and bright as
0: maybe other sexualities. Right. I would say it's been around forever. Yeah. The term just yeah. hasn't been around for a while.
1: Yeah, exactly. The term, I don't even know when the term came out, but I didn't even, I didn't know about it until five years ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I didn't know it about it, like, about it until I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just stuff like
1: that. And if, I... Long story short, I feel like if more people were just a little more educated on its existence and what it actually meant, even the even the dictionary definition of like just not sexual attraction, um, because I feel like that's where most of the confusion comes from is everyone assumes all ace people don't want to date. And that's not that's not true. There's plenty of like heteroromantic ace people and biromantic ace people and gay romantic ace people. That it's not just this cut and dry thing. It's more it's much more of an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And it'd be cool if
0: they knew about that. Yeah. <laughs> What's one thing you would like to tell other people on the A spectrums? Either arrow or ACE spectrums? Don't
1: let people tell you that you aren't ace. Because that was such a huge issue for me. I thought I was bi for so long that I like, I one of my very close friends, I said, hey. I think I'm asexual and they were like do you know what that means though are you sure I was like yeah 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 like here's like these are the feelings I'm having and this is what asexual means and I think it's the same like are you sure though you've dated a lot of people and it was really like it's fine now but at the time it was so hurtful like they end up coming back afterwards me like oh you know what I actually didn't know I was also ace. God. <laughs> but um, just stuff like that or like mo- just about anyone that I've told it to. It's normally like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I've gone through so much yeah. to figure out if I was sure
0: or yeah. not. Like, trust me, I'm still not even sure. And I've been the one doing yeah. this. <laughs> I think the reason why personally I am st- like still have those moments of uncertainty are because of the way other people treat it. So that whole, like, no, like, you like people or, like, you get get crushes on people. But really, I don't. Like, I I trick myself into thinking I'm getting crushes on people. Um, Because for whatever reason, being asexual and aromantic is the worst thing you could be. Because, like, you're going to be alone forever. (laughs) And, like all the movies end with that relationship all the songs are about that relationship so it's like if you don't have that relationship like what are you doing here like that's not how humans work and for some reason it's seen as such a negative or such an impossible yeah even if it's not seen as, as a negative it's seen as impossible like that's not how it works
1: yeah 100% all of that. <laughs> that's exactly what I've run into. Like, even, like, people I've dated, and it's like, there was one person that I dated when I was still, like, totally unsure, and I was like, I think I'm asexual. And they're like, no, you can't be. That's, that's like, a thing that plants do. Yeah. Like, straight up said, no, that's just a thing plants do. Like, jellyfish do yeah, that. Yeah, like, like, no, that's a sea sponge mm-hmm. thing. It was, like, it was just... Really hurtful.
0: <laughs> How tiring. Yep. Um, do you? What's something you wish someone had told you while you were trying to figure it out? Um,
1: I kind of wish someone had told me like you don't have to keep dating people. Yeah. Because it was so stressful, and I thought that I had to it, for this weird reason. Uh, I guess similar to like your Tinder dates. Like I just felt like I had to keep doing it and had to keep doing it, and it was something I was doing wrong. Because clearly, all of these separate people couldn't be upset for no reason when I'm the only constant variable. Right. <laughs> so I, I just wish someone had been like, no, just like, this is totally a thing. You don't have to keep dating people. Like, if you if you want to, cool, but don't force yourself to. Right. And that would have been like sage wisdom advice right mm-hmm. there.
0: <laughs> um, do you want to talk a little bit about your photography?
1: Yeah, I um, am currently going to Normandale Community College and getting my associates uh, with an emphasis in photography. I the high school that I went to, the ALC High School, was actually a art magnet as well as being an ALC school. And I my favorite story I like to tell everyone is I went there for drawing and creative writing, and I left there doing photography oh, because wow. I I had zero interest in it. My mom had a camera. She used to have, like, a hobby interest in photography. And that was just like, oh, there's a camera at the house. I need another art class. I'll just take photography. And I don't even know what it was about it. As soon as I got in the darkroom, I just loved it. I think it was because... It took me six months to figure out how to print a picture correctly in oh. the dark room. So when I finally made one, it was the most rewarding feeling. When I finally had the colors right and the tones right and it wasn't too dark and it wasn't too light, it was just this this feeling of accomplishment. And then I wanted to do nothing but photography.
0: That's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, how long have you been doing it then? Um, oh, man, I'm going to have to do math now. Uh <laughs> six
1: or seven years okay I'm trying to think I think I started at that school when I was 16 okay so uh, about seven years um and when I started going to college again I uh took just a regular arts class and like we did a little bit of everything and the very last project we did was we went back into the dark room and we processed just this little print that we put like transparent stuff on it was really cool and that was the moment where I was like Oh fuck! I really want to do photography again. <laughs> um, so I ended up just at the time I hadn't picked a major, and then I went and I did a digital photography class. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick a major yet. Still, I took the digital photography class, and the teacher was so awesome, and I fell in love with it more again. And I just I bit the bullet and was like, okay, we're doing photography, um, and it just it was really cool, and I got to do so many cool projects. And actually, my last one I I did. Um, Unintentionally, ended up focusing on a lot of ace people, which was really cool because so I was just doing a, a project on the LGBTQ community, um, and three out of five of my models, I think, were ace. That's unintentionally, awesome. and it was awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what was the like the idea behind the project? So the project was I took
1: photos of people in the LGBTQ plus community in their homes because. Um, like being in the home is like it's safe and it's homey for us and like you can you truly be yourself there for people who maybe can't be out at work or can't present as the gender they want to like in your home you can so the whole idea was you dress however you want i will come to your house i take a picture of you on your couch and that's what it was and it just was really cool um, it didn't, it didn't go over like a lot of people in my class didn't get the idea cause they were like, but it says in the community, why are they in their houses? Right. It's like, well, our community is sometimes is mostly on social media. So yeah. being in your house is like the most, when I think of my LGBTQ friends, I think of sitting in their house and like playing board games or watching TV with them or something like that. Yeah. I don't think of being out no. with them in the city ever. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was the project. And my teacher loved it, which was awesome. He was so supportive of it. Um, as soon as I told him the idea, like, I, I had this haphazard put together paper written the night before. I was like, here's my proposal. He got, like, partway through, and he was like, I love this. Um, let's talk about our, D- our
0: D&D characters. I was like, cool. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Um, you play D&D? Yes. Do you want oh, to gosh. talk about that? Because I also play D&D. Oh,
1: perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that thing about D&D. As soon as you mention it, everyone who is into it is like, ooh, I love D&D yep. too. Yep, <laughs> um, I play with a group with my coworkers, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I think it's hilarious. We get on our little motorcycles, and we ride over to the game store, and we play D&D. And it, just the whole juxtaposition of it is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've got a rogue halfling who's a mother and she, she just loves her daughter, and everything she does is for her daughter, and she gets way too ridiculous about it sometimes. What's her name? Um, her name is Penny. Nice. And then her daughter, which is a character from that I've used in two separate campaigns now, is a dragonborn raised by halflings. Oh, so wow. She thinks she's a halfling in everything she does. If you tell her she isn't a halfling, you're wrong. She will fight you on it. That's great. <laughs> um, And it's just, it worked out nicely. Yeah. (laughs) And then a current campaign that we're doing now, I have a, oh gosh, what? It's a huge long name. It's like Simic Scientist Fire Gensai, who's a wizard. Um, But her whole thing is she cares about science. That's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Her familiar is a spider that she pulled from some dimension. She doesn't quite know how it got there, but that's just how it is. So a lot of her stuff revolves around spiders because she got this one experiment to work once. So that's all she's going with. Yeah. Um, but I just, I enjoy that there's a group of people that I can for sure meet with once a week. Yeah. And it's not going to be different ever. We're always going to do the same thing. Yeah. And I like the the storytelling aspect of it. Yeah. Do you have a good DM? Oh, yes. Our DM is fantastic. Yeah. One of my brother's friends he does voices for all the characters oh, that's great. he like writes all these fantastical worlds and then our other dm is my brother's girlfriend and she she um she's been playing DD for so long most of the npcs are like all of her old characters that she's had through the years so it's really personable and nice and it's fun for her because like she wrote some backstory for her character and now we're changing it and making it better so it's just like good, a good, wholesome
0: time. <laughs> oh, that sounds so great. Have you ever played an Arrow or Ace character?
1: All of my characters are Arrow Ace. Yes. Except for the mother, I think. Okay. But I'm, I've only played two sessions with her, so I'm not sure. But all the other ones that are just... Oh, sorry, no. One of my characters did date, like, three different people, but she was a bard at the time. Okay. So... It was to be expected. <laughs> um, but the rest of the time, it's just like, oh, that girl's really cute. I'm going to help her. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this guy, so we're going to help him. Yeah.
0: That's great. <laughs> yeah, my current character is Arrow Ace as well. Um, and he's a human rogue. Uh, he's middle-aged. And he's bald because he's so stressed out all the time. <laughs>
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. Um, I love that. God, d and so great. What got you into d d
1: um, my brother... Oh, oh my gosh. Actually, no, th- there's a story to this. I thought it was simple, but now I have this memory back. My school, my college, put on the play She Kills Monsters. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I've never heard of it. Oh man, it made me cry at three separate points because really? it was so relatable. It's about this girl and her sister died in a car accident. And she goes through and she finds... Um, she has all these DM notes that her sister had because her sister ran uh, D&D campaigns. And she, like, learns about her sister through the notes because one of her sister's best friends runs the campaign for her so she can play as the character. And she, like, she learns about, like, all the people who are bullying her. She learns that her sister was uh, gay. She learns that, like, all this stuff about her. And I saw that play, and I was like, I want D and D friends like that. <laughs> I want to play D and D and
0: go on adventures. Yeah, that's so great. Is this a like a one-time play or is it something that people do periodically?
1: I'm not sure because I know, I know it came up and I wasn't even gonna go see it, but one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, it's actually about D and D." I was like, "Oh." I would have never known that. I wasn't yeah. gonna see it at all. Yeah. Um. And I ended up posting about it on Facebook, and a couple people knew about it, but they were, um, like they went to school for theater, so I'm sure they know a bit more about plays. But mm-hmm. if anyone ever gets a chance to see it, and you're into D and D, and you want to cry a lot, but be happy at the end, <laughs> she kills monsters. Highly recommend it. That it sounds was so great. beautiful. If I ever
0: see anything about that, <laughs> I'm definitely going to see it. Yep. Um. Let's wrap up with a more personal question. Who is someone important to you?
1: So I'm going to talk about a kid's cartoon. So that's what most of my life revolves around. Me too. Steven Universe. (gasps) Yep. (laughs) Good choice. Yep. Um, Just watching that show and seeing how Steven interacted with people like got to me on a personal level because I, um, I don't know, I feel like I don't know how to interact with people a lot of the time. And like everyone like will make judgments about people and go, well, I don't want to be around that and like watching that show just got to me because it doesn't matter if they're bad or good like Stephen always wants to like befriend them and find out what their situation is and like get everybody to understand it and get them on their side like every single episode is just no they're not bad we just don't understand them and that really got to me because like that's how it is everywhere like that person maybe isn't bad. Maybe I just don't understand. And like going through that. And I end up making better friendships with people, I feel like, because someone saying something rude or mean once doesn't mean that they're suddenly a bad person. It's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. Let's figure out why you said that. What's going on? And it just, I don't know. It was a kid's cartoon that I feel like made me a better person. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: great. Yeah, no, Steven is a great answer to that question. So thank you so much for joining me today.
1: You're welcome. Um, And
0: thank you to everyone listening. Make sure you rate and subscribe if you're enjoying this podcast. And of course, thank you to Uberkick for the use of their song A-OK, to Tanner Grayler as Rats and Children for creating our beautiful cover art, and to Sophie Lalonde for editing and producing this episode. I'll be back next week with another guest. But until then, I'm Courtney Lang. I'm Kira and, and we here. are A-OK. Okay. 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 Okay.
1: You thank